Welcome to the Yoga Inspired Life Podcast. I'm your host, Shayla Quinn, and together we'll go on a journey of self-discovery as we explore all of the inner workings of what it means to live an inspired life. Join me for solo episodes and conversations with special guests for real, authentic deep dives into all things yoga, wellness, self-love, mindfulness, and everything in between. If you're ready to get inspired, learn, grow, evolve, to connect, and up-level your life, then you've come to the right place. I am beyond excited that you're here, so let's dive in. Hi, babe. Welcome back to the Yoga Inspired Life podcast, or welcome if this is your first episode that you are tuning in for. Either way, I am very happy to have you, and I'm excited to talk about today's topic, which is imposter syndrome, because I feel like the majority of us can relate to struggling with feeling unworthy and at times feeling like an imposter. I personally can think of many instances where I've struggled with this, and I'll get into those in a minute, but just so that we're all on the same page. Imposter syndrome is a psychological phenomenon characterized by persistent feelings of self-doubt, a fear of being exposed as a fraud or an imposter, feelings of inadequacy, and just feeling like you're undeserving of being in whatever space that you're in, despite evidence of having competence and accomplishments. It often affects high-achieving individuals who have difficulty internalizing their success and attribute their achievements to luck or external factors rather than their own abilities. It's almost this feeling of, who am I to do this? Am I enough to be here? Who am I to deserve blank, etc.? Off the top of my head, I can think of many instances where I've struggled with this, especially when I began to consider teaching yoga, because I felt insanely unworthy of sharing the practice of yoga, mostly because it had changed my life, and I looked at it and still look at it as this incredible, beautiful practice and way of life that I don't know how to explain it. I just didn't feel worthy of sharing it. And imposter syndrome oftentimes is accompanied by a lack of self-confidence and a lack of self-worth and a lot of self-doubt. And that lack of confidence in my own worthiness around teaching yoga kept me from teaching for a long, long, long time, longer than I would like to admit. And it's kept me small in a lot of ways in my life, in my past. I don't really experience imposter syndrome anymore because I've done so much work around my self-worth and self-love and self-confidence. But if I'm going to be completely honest with you, I definitely did experience it in more recent years when I up-leveled and moved to a luxury building in New York City. I remember when I first moved in, I oftentimes felt myself wondering if I deserved to be here. Even though I worked extremely hard and funded my move and life entirely on my own and have done so since I was 19 and I've earned and worked for every single thing that I have in my life, whether it's something that's luxury or not. When I arrived at this point in my life, which is where I'm at now, which is of financial abundance and financial freedom and the ability to treat myself to nice things or live in a luxury apartment building, I really questioned my worth and deservingness of it and would walk through my building sometimes and feel like, I wonder if they're all going to find out that I'm not like them. 
<laughs> you know, or that I don't deserve to be here or that I'm not this high class rich person that, you know, was born into this, even though none of those things are true. That's just kind of what my mind was tricking me into thinking and feeling. Even though I can rationally recognize my worth, I still have moments where this imposter syndrome BS comes up. And imposter syndrome stems from a lack of self-confidence and self-worth. And I've recognized in my own life that even if I feel semi-confident in my abilities or I'm brave enough to take risks, there can still be moments where the self-doubt creeps in. And much like limiting beliefs, I think that working through feelings of imposter syndrome can be a more challenging practice for some of us than others, depending on how long you've been repeating false and negative narratives to yourself. And I think it can also depend on your personal experiences that have supported your lack of feeling like you're enough. And limiting beliefs and self-worth and self-doubt and self-confidence and all of these things that really are at the root of imposter syndrome are things that we cover in the Yoga Inspired Life program because they are things that I had to dive deep into and really work at in my own journey. If you didn't know already, the Yoga Inspired Life program is reopening for quite possibly the final cycle of 2023 on September 18th. There are still, I think, less than five spots available. So if limiting beliefs is something that you know that you need to work on, or if you end up listening to this episode and you're feeling called to do more work around an imposter syndrome mentality and unworthiness, et cetera, click the link in the show notes to apply to join us for the next cycle. This is something that you can work on and you can get through. And if you resonate with any of this, I just want to extend my empathy to you and tell you that I get it and remind you that this is is a practice. Just like breaking or nurturing any other habit, this is a practice. It's something that you can get through. I'm living proof of that because even though I've had a couple of instances in the recent past that I've kind of fallen into the imposter syndrome trap, I at least now have the awareness around it when it's happening. And I have the tools, which I share in the Yoga Inspired Life program to get myself aligned with my truth, which is that I am worthy just like you are. I am deserving, just like you are. And if I wasn't ready or worthy, I wouldn't have the opportunity. I think it's really important to remember that you can be a work in progress. It doesn't have to be all or nothing, right? I can speak to you and teach to you from a place of authority and confidence while still healing. I think that those of us that struggle with imposter syndrome have this all or nothing mentality that you have to be perfect, or you can't do it at all, or you have to know everything, and if you don't, then you can't do it at all, or you have to be completely healed until you go out and date, or you go out and teach, or you go out and connect, and that's just not the case. We as humans, being perfect is impossible. It's not all or nothing. It's not black and white. You're allowed to be a work in progress, and in fact, I encourage you to commit to being a work in progress because that means you're growing. Change the way you look at failure or missteps. Instead of attaching your identity to failures, let it simply just be an action, right? It doesn't have to define you and it can actually be a useful tool to continue growing and learning. It's a difference between having a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, which that is a whole other topic for another day. But for right now, just I want to kind of go through some ways that imposter syndrome can feel 
right? Or ways that imposter syndrome can manifest in your psyche and energy. And the first thing I think of when I think of what imposter syndrome feels like, it feels like anxiety and worry, worrying about what other people think, about whether you're good enough, about your past mistakes, right? I can think of so many instances where I would go over and over and over the mistake that I made, thinking that it would somehow bring me clarity or relief and it just made everything worse and it kept me in this negative feedback loop and it kept me small, kept me from trying again because I was so worried about quote unquote failing. Imposter syndrome can also feel like a lack of confidence. People that suffer from imposter syndrome feel insecure and can lack confidence in the skills that they objectively have, right? Despite grades, promotions, positive reviews, compliments, or other like objective indicators that you're actually skilled, you nevertheless feel insecure, right? It's that feeling of like somebody's better than me or I'm not enough or I don't deserve to be here, even in instances where you've done the work. I think in imposter syndrome, this thought process can convince us that others' contributions are more valuable than ours. So we'll downplay our role and upsell what other people have contributed, regardless of how skilled we actually truly are. Self-criticism is another hallmark trait of imposter syndrome. People with imposter syndrome hyper-focus on their faults, weaknesses, and mistakes, and they dwell on these to an unreasonable extent. I think in this same thought, I recognize too that you may also have trouble accepting compliments and believe that people are either lying, exaggerating, or are disingenuous for offering a compliment. I can, I honestly, truly, my brain has told me so many times when someone compliments me, I'm like, um, they're not, they're not telling me the truth. Or my joke is always like, oh, who paid you to say that? You know? And even though, okay, haha, that's funny. It's not funny and it's not real. You're allowed to accept compliments. And again, coming back to this idea that perfection shouldn't be the goal. To the person with imposter syndrome, the only acceptable standard is absolute perfection. Anything less is garbage and unacceptable. And as a result, they frequently become workaholics or the opposite can happen where they quit before they even get started. And I have done both of those things many different times in my life. The next thing I think of when I think about what imposter syndrome feels like, self-doubt comes to mind, which this is related to self-criticism, but imposter syndrome comes with heaps of self-doubt. People with imposter syndrome doubt their own competence, even if they have objective measures to indicate their skills. Great example. I did three yoga teacher trainings. Typically, most studios will hire you with one 200-hour training. I did three, and I still would question whether or not I was worthy of teaching at the studio that I was teaching at in LA, which was Aloe Yoga. I would still question myself. I put myself through a third yoga teacher training after I had already been hired at Aloe Yoga because I didn't think that I was enough. That is bonkers. (laughs) It honestly wasn't until I got to the training in Bali that I realized, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm saying. This is insane that I had to pay for and invest my time and energy into a third training just to recognize that I am enough. I've done the work. How many more trainings do I need to do until I feel like I'm enough? I also think that people that suffer from imposter syndrome are afraid to sometimes ask for help because they feel that they'll be exposing that there's something they don't know. Imposter syndrome tells 
them that doing so will shine a light on their weaknesses, which will make other people realize how incompetent they are. But that's not true. Asking for help and recognizing your strengths and weaknesses is actually a sign of intelligence and strength. For so long, I resisted asking for help. I felt like I had to prove something to myself and prove something to other people that I earn this, that I deserve to be here, that I will figure it out on my own. And to be honest with you, while that's a very noble way of thinking, (laughs) it really only just led to burnout. The last thing I think about when I think about what imposter syndrome feels like is just general thoughts of feeling like you're not enough. But imposter syndrome isn't just doubting your abilities. It goes farther than that into the land of truly believing that you're simply not good enough. If something doesn't come easily to you right away, you assume you're stupid or a failure. And this mentality tricks you into believing that everybody else has got it all figured out and that you're just not good enough in comparison, right? We can easily see how hard it is for us to learn a new skill or gain new information, but it seems so easy to everybody else. We can't see their struggles, so we assume they're just smarter or better or more equipped than we are. But the fact of the matter is that everybody's just winging it. Okay, like everybody is just figuring it out and really, truly getting through past slash over imposter syndrome begins with you recognizing that you are enough and that you can be a work in progress and still be worthy. Progress over perfection, effort over perfection, your authentic self over perfection, Okay, so I do want to share some ideas that I have for helping you to overcome imposter syndrome. But before we get into those, I think it's important to talk about where imposter syndrome comes from. How does one end up in this imposter syndrome trap? For one, I think that there are some people who are just more prone to perfectionism or have higher levels of self-criticism, making them more susceptible to imposter syndrome. I also think that early childhood experiences such as excessive criticism or overly high expectations that were placed on you or a lack of validation, which was definitely my problem, can contribute to imposter syndrome later in life. And I think, you know, when I think about that, it's like if a person grew up feeling like they had to constantly prove themselves or prove that they were worthy of attention or taught themselves that their worth was tied to their achievements All of those things can foster feelings of inadequacy that can eventually turn into imposter syndrome. The other thing I think, too, is cultural and societal factors. There's definitely societal pressures and stereotypes and cultural norms that can play a role in whether or not someone suffers from imposter syndrome. I think you can also develop this within yourself through a habit of constantly comparing yourself to other people, especially to other people who appear to be, in your mind, more successful or accomplished. Doing that excessively and consistently over a long period of time can fuel imposter syndrome. On that same note, I think that a high-pressure work environment or high-pressure academic environment can contribute to imposter syndrome. You know, that need to constantly excel in those types of settings can definitely make people doubt their abilities. 
A deep-seated fear of failure and rejection, I think, can also be a significant driver of imposter syndrome, right? That fear can lead people to overprepare or overwork to compensate for their perceived inadequacies. I also think sometimes change and transition, you know, major life transitions like starting a new job or taking on new responsibilities or entering a new phase of life, or I could see maybe moving into being a parent, even though I haven't personally experienced that, but my friends that are moms, I hear from them that they can sometimes start to fall into that imposter syndrome trap. Any major life transition can trigger imposter syndrome. The uncertainty and unfamiliarity of these situations can lead to self-doubt. And lastly, I think if you don't take time to recognize your efforts and celebrate your achievements, or if you don't have people in your life that are giving you feedback and recognition, even if it isn't necessarily positive feedback, if it's constructive criticism in a kind, loving way, I think that you can start to doubt whether you're truly making a valuable contribution. If you don't have people in your life that are doing that for you, how can you start to incorporate a practice where you do that? A self-reflection practice is really powerful for this. And I always talk about doing self-check-ins, checking in with what's working, what's not, what you're doing, what you'd like to be doing, how you're feeling. It all kind of comes back to self-awareness and self-worth and how you feel about yourself and how you choose to show up for yourself and support yourself. Okay, before I let you go, let's talk about some ways that you can overcome imposter syndrome and start to do the work. First and foremost, Take time to reflect on your achievements and the skills and the knowledge that have contributed to your success. I want you to quite literally make a list of your accomplishments, big and small, and remind yourself of them regularly. I know that that can feel really weird if you're used to ragging on yourself all the time and cutting yourself down and focusing on all the things you don't have and you can't do and blah, 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 blah. But this is how you start doing the work. Make a list of your accomplishments and celebrate them. Sit in that. Take that in. The next thing you can start to do is to recognize negative thought patterns and reframe these negative thoughts. This is where the limiting belief work that we do in the Yoga Inspired Life program comes into handy in situations like this because you can start to recognize thought patterns that are not serving you and narratives that you are repeating to yourself on a daily basis that are not serving you. You've got to start to challenge that negative self-talk and replace it with more positive and honestly realistic thoughts. Focus on your strengths and the progress that you've made rather than dwelling on any perceived shortcomings. And remind yourself that everybody makes mistakes and experiences self-doubt at times. And the only way to get better and get more comfortable and get more confident is to keep showing up and keep doing. So when you start to get in your head and you start to notice there's this negative thought spiral and you're doubting yourself, Take a moment, notice the thought, and choose a different one. The other major thing here that's going to help you overcome imposter syndrome is to just show yourself more compassion. Treat yourself with kindness and compassion. Accept and recognize, how many times am I going to say this, but I'm going to say it again, that perfection is unrealistic and allow yourself to make mistakes and learn from them. Practice self-care, prioritize your wellness and well-being and spiritual practices, and work on cultivating a more positive mindset. Make your mind a lovely, supportive, positive place to be as often as possible, right? Again, we're not shooting for perfection, but do your best to be kinder to yourself. So self-compassion. I also think it's important to set realistic goals and expectations for yourself. 
By setting more achievable goals, you'll build confidence and reinforce your belief in your abilities. You don't have to do everything all at once. Break down larger tasks or goals into more manageable, smaller steps. And then celebrate each little milestone you achieve along the way. Trust that like that small progress and that daily effort matters. It builds, it compounds, and you are moving the needle. I kind of touched on this previously and I'm not going to get too, too into it, but commit to learning and growing. Stay in a growth mindset. Imposter syndrome can often stem from a fear of being exposed as lacking skills or knowledge. And you know, the best way to combat that fear is to invest in continuous learning and develop your strengths and work on your weaknesses and commit to staying a student right? A student of life, continually learning, growing, evolving, and expanding. I also want you to change the way you look at failure. Instead of attaching your identity to missteps or failures, let it simply just be an action. It doesn't have to define you. And in fact, it shouldn't define you. And actually, it can be a really useful tool to continue growing and learning. Failure isn't the end and it's not who you are and it's not the end all be all and it doesn't have to be black or white. You know, it's an opportunity for you to learn what worked, what didn't, so you can pivot and move forward in a new way. And just like everything in life, I want you to remember that overcoming imposter syndrome is a practice and a process, and it might take time and effort to change these deeply ingrained thought patterns. So just be patient with yourself, celebrate the fact that you have the awareness around these patterns and celebrate your progress along the way. The last thing I'll say about imposter syndrome is that more than anything, it's being willing to commit to a growth mindset. It's not about having it all figured out. It's about trusting that you are committed to doing the work and that you believe in your ability to learn and improve. So for example, imposter syndrome might sound like, I don't know what I'm doing and it's only a matter of time before everybody finds out that I have no idea what I'm doing. Growth mindset sounds like, I don't totally know what I'm doing yet, but I'm figuring it out and I'm committed to doing the work, and it's only a matter of time until I figure it out because I'm committed to learning, growing, and getting better. The highest form of self-confidence is believing in your ability to learn, grow, and evolve. So when you feel like an imposter and you feel like you're not enough, trust that by continuing to show up and by committing to learning that you will get better. And lastly, the other thing I like to remind myself and that I wanna remind you is that if you weren't ready, and you were not worthy, you wouldn't have the opportunity. So step into your power, trust in your ability to learn, grow, and evolve, and love yourself through the messy process of shedding these imposter syndrome habits and thoughts as you step into a more authentic, empowered version of you. All right, I'm gonna love you and leave you. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day or night whenever you're listening. Again, if you want to join in, this fall cycle of the Yoga Inspired Life program. It is not too late. Click the link in the show notes and I will catch you in next week's episode. And that's a wrap on another episode of the Yoga Inspired Life podcast. I hope you got something valuable from it and feel empowered to take inspired action. Thank you so much for tuning in and spending time with me today. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I loved creating it, then please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know of anyone that would benefit from the podcast, I would love it if you would share it with them. 
I always say that we rise by lifting others, and this is a totally independent podcast, so every little bit of support truly means so much to me. If you're looking for more, let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at Shayla Quinn. I hope you have an amazing week. Thank you again for listening, and I'll catch you next week.